It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Welcome into the program. Hope your day's starting off well. If not, we'll do our best to fix that. But uh, it is a day where Rhode Island commuters were ready. I don't know how many of you were, but those ready to commute into Providence and said, you know what, I'm going to avoid the bridge. I'm going to avoid the detours. I'm going to take that ferry out of Bristol. Today was the day it was going to launch. Actually, Monday was the day it was going to launch. But then the storm came in and changed plans there. So they moved it to today. Well, it's not today either. If you are heading into Providence, if you just got up and you're getting ready to go to work and you said, oh, I'm going to try that ferry today. Uh, no, you're not. You're going to have to wait until tomorrow because there's a mechanical issue with one of the cranes that's supposed to put in a temporary dock. And so uh, they're holding this off until tomorrow. So tomorrow, you can take this free ferry from Bristol to Providence. And I think that it might be, you know, the people that I'm talking to on this radio station in this broadcast area that would be most interested in that. Because, uh, you know, if, you're, if you live in Bristol, if you live in Fall River, if you live in the greater New Bedford area, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, I mean... If I can get over there and it's not that hard to get from there to work, it seems like a more attractive option than sitting in the car. But you're just going to have to wait one more day. If they And the idea is that they're going to run this through March. So it's not like, it's not like this is going to uh, limit the service, really. It's going to be available for a couple of months. That's uh, three months in the winter of... Riding through, I don't know exactly what the body of water is called, but, you know, going across the, the channel there in the windswept, whipping winds of winter. So I wonder how many times they're going to have to cancel those ferries because of weather. But hey, at least that's another option, right? And um, the bridge work moves along. Hopefully it's going to be sooner rather than later. My guess is, by the way, if the bridge is finished earlier, the, the ferry service will wrap up earlier. But maybe it turns into a permanent thing. Who knows? Anyway, that's for those of you who are heading that way. I realize that's not everybody, but it's important that we let the people who are heading out that way know. You heard Ariel mention in the news we have a little bit more information now about the deceased infant that was found a few weeks ago at Fort Tabor. And this is, believe it or not, out of all of the deceased infant stories we've had in the last few months, this is the most information that we have at this point, really. And what we learned yesterday was that it is a male child and that the 
infant was likely deceased one to four weeks when it was discovered. So now you've got to ask yourself, and if you remember, on that day, December 9th, on that day, it was a, a pretty warm day, a pretty nice day. It was 50 degrees out, thereabouts. The sun was out. It was a pretty good early December day for people to want to go out and take a walk, and that's exactly what was happening. The woman who found the blanket was walking with her, I think it was her daughter or her niece, but she was walking with, with a, a preteen girl, and they discovered this blanket. She, she smelled an odor of decay. She walked over, unwrapped the blanket. Inside was a white plastic bag, which I'm assuming was like a shopping bag. And then inside that bag, she found the deceased infant. And then she yelled over to two men that were walking a dog, and they came over, and one of those men called 911. The Bristol County District Attorney's Office, in its release yesterday afternoon, made sure to point out that none of the people who were involved in the discovery of the infant are believed to be connected to the infant's death. Not that I think most people would assume that that's not the case anyway, but they just wanted to make sure they clarified that. But they're saying that when, uh, you know, that the, the DNA tests that they're doing, which will, as they continue on to examine the infant, they're hoping to determine the, the, the causality of death, but that they've been able to determine that the child was deceased for one to four weeks when it was discovered. So as I said, that was a 50-degree day. The weather wasn't horrible in the one to four weeks leading up to that. So people would have been out walking. I, I mean, it, this was kind of in a thicket of brushes, uh, of brush rather. So um, who knows if it, you know, how visible it really was or did this just happen to catch this woman's eye in the right way? How long could this blanket have been out there? Because that asks the question, if it had only been out there, say, a day, because nobody found it previously, how long did someone have a deceased infant in their possession before they decided to wrap it up in a shopping bag and a blanket and then dump it off at Fort Tabor? I don't believe that if it if it's been for if it was four weeks, if it was on the the longer end of that spectrum and it was four weeks, I don't think it would have sat there for four weeks without somebody noticing it. We had a lot of nice days in November. Especially, you know, going back to early to mid November. There were probably plenty of times that people were out there walking and likely would have seen it. And I don't mean to be gross about this, but animals probably would have gotten to it. So that means that this infant was likely deceased in the possession of whoever left it there for some time. And so now the 
police and the, the Massachusetts State Police detectives assigned to the Bristol County District Attorney's Office, they are all asking for any information that anybody can provide, including anonymously, to try to identify this child and find whoever may be in, involved in this. We have all the information at WBSM.com and on the app. If you know anything about this, including how to just send an anonymous text. And I can promise you, I know people get nervous about that. They say, well, they're going to be able to trace my number. And then they'll figure it out and then they'll come to me and I'll have to, you know, and then the person that I know that was involved will know that I told on them and you don't have to worry about any of that. I've been assured that these calls, these texts that come in are anonymous. They're relayed to the police by a texting service. You don't have to worry about them getting your number. They just want anything that someone can give them to help them identify this child and to figure out what happened. And it's important to note there may not have been any criminal action in this or at least any criminal intent. This could have been a horrible accident that someone just panicked. This could have been a situation where somebody is under the influence of drugs and didn't even know what they were doing. This could also be an incident where, say, you know, maybe there was a mother with that child and maybe they froze to death. And someone placed the baby there and somewhere else the mother's body has yet to be found. It could be a variety of situations. But the police aren't going to get any closer to finding the answers unless they catch a break here. And they're going to need the public's help in this. Somebody knows something. You know, Mary mentioned it when she called in when we were talking about it before. Somebody out there knows someone who had a baby and then suddenly didn't. And it, it doesn't mean you have to walk up to that person and say, hey, what happened to your baby? You can just text that anonymous police line and say, I knew this person. They had a baby. I saw the baby. Then all of a sudden, no more baby. And maybe it turns out to be nothing. Maybe it turns out to be something sad that that person just didn't want to share with you. But maybe it's somehow connected to this case. But we are talking about someone who was not in their right mind to have done this. Whether it be something criminal and evil or whether it be something in a state of mental duress in a state of intoxication or being under the influence of drugs or panic or grief. There's a lot of story here that has yet to be unveiled and, and, and let to be let yet to be learned. And it's a crushingly sad story. I didn't like writing the original story. I didn't like writing the follow-up. 
I felt bad when I hit the publish button. I, you know, I thought about one thing. Hopefully, somebody reads that story and has some information and that that helps in some way. And it's tough. It's tough writing these new stories that we have to publish where you say to yourself, this is horrible news and I'm going to ruin someone's day by having them read it. But there's also that hope that someone says something, someone knows something, someone who might be in a state where they are considering doing something horrendous like that, sees that and says, oh my God, I could never actually do that. That there is some sort of, so what I'm looking for here, uh, a redemption of sorts for having to even put that information out into the world. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Good morning, Reverend. Good morning. How are you? Doing okay. How about you? Not too bad. Uh, about the baby, of course. That's why I called. I thought of something else now. Um, what about doing the investigation? They could be doing this. I don't know. I just thought of it now. Uh, maybe they should check on lists at doctor's offices for babies that, babies that were due and never went to a hospital. And baby never showed up. I mean, what happened to them? That's an idea. Yep, they did. They'd have to go through. They did say. No, they'd have to, sorry, go ahead. No, no, <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say they did say in the release um, that they have been investigating, and they didn't. They said that they weren't going to reveal what they've been investigating because they didn't want to put out any information that might compromise the investigation. But that they yeah. they have been taking a variety of different approaches to try to come up with answers. But it just seems like you know they're hitting hitting dead ends. And, and one more thing I thought of, too, that just because the baby, that unfortunate little thing, uh, was found in New Bedford, doesn't mean that it could be a local baby. It could be from a neighboring town or even from a different state even, you know. Mm -hmm. Let's dump it far away so we'll uh, screw them up harder. They won't be able to find us, you know. We really Are we ever really going to know what happened to that baby? Look at the ones that were in the uh, recycled bin over there. Nothing new on that. Nothing at all, huh? Nothing that I've heard, no. And uh, and I've sent a few emails and haven't heard anything back. But I do, I mean, I do know that with, you know, the, the modern technology they have in investigation, you know, they're, they're probably going to be able to, to figure some things out. And certainly they are now partnering with a private firm in Texas that does a lot of this kind of forensic DNA research to see what else they can they can figure out. I mean, they're not giving up on this. They're not, they're not, they're taking this very seriously and they're making this a priority. Mm, so sad story. Right near Christmas too, terrible. And to think the baby might've been dead as long as a month. Where was it all that time? Yeah. Cause I, I can't imagine it was sitting there in a blanket wrapped up at Fort Tabor. It would have been found before then. Or like I said, unfortunately animals might've gotten to it. I mean, did they keep it in their house all that time? What for, you know? Yeah. Ugh, something turned gross. How do we know have Satanists have something to do with it? You never know. Mm, could be anything. Mm. One more question um, on the Manjaro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm still hopping on that. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but uh, when they 
when they gave that stuff to you? Did they give you a diet with it, like low fat, low carb, high low fat protein? What? Or you just eat whatever you want to eat? I, I don't know. Nope, I'm limited to about 100 grams of carbs a day, and I have to have a high protein diet. A hundred grams of carb a day? Mm-hmm. That sounds way off track. You have to burn that off before you burn off anything else because um, carbohydrates and simple sugars, you've got to burn them first off before you burn the fat that you're carrying around. So I don't even know how that's working. You, you haven't been eating out of control, have you, at all? Nope. No, I, I, I don't really... Sandwiches, though, right? Yeah, but now if I eat a sandwich, I end up eating half and then saving the rest for later. Mm. I had a I had a burger yesterday. I went to a Sixes and Sevens with a, a colleague here, and, and I ordered a burger. And uh, halfway through the burger, I just took the bun off and finished the meat. Like, I just couldn't eat that much. Mm. Now, have you eaten uh, any fruit at all? God. Yeah, I, li- <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like fruit. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of it anyway, just because... You know, my lifestyle, I buy it, put it in the fridge, and then it, it go, or leave it on the counter, and then it goes bad before I remember that I had it. So, But I've had a few things here and there. I, I will have a banana every now and then so I don't get any leg cramps, and um, I like well, apples. You mean you ate a banana? I'm thinking that if you ate anything sweet like a fruit and a banana, which is kind of heavy, I mean, could you even eat anything after having a whole banana? I, I Because that's supposed to stop your appetite and you get full quick. So how can you eat a banana and then eat anything else after that? It all depends on, you know, what what time in my cycle I'm eating it. So, you know, take the shot on Friday, on a on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I'm going to eat something very light. And then maybe on a Thursday, I might be able to have, a, you know, a banana and a sandwich or something. But I mean, it's just... Shot is once a week, once a week on a Friday? Yeah, I just picked Friday for my, my day to take it. But you can take it any day you want. And that stops your hunger all those days, the whole, all the whole week? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you might get a little hungry, but it's it's not um, it's not all consuming like it was before. Where I'm like, oh my god, I got to stop what I'm doing and get something to eat. I'll say, okay, I'll eat something soon, and then next thing you know, it's you know four hours have gone by. Saturday, I didn't eat at all. I had to I had to like remind myself to get something to eat. And from the time I woke up until about I think I ate at nine o'clock at night, and I just wasn't hungry. Well, it all sounds good. I mean, at the end of your, when you reach your goal, I hope you take different pictures before and after, put them all up on BFM, let everybody see it. Yeah, I've taken a few and put them up on social media. Kristen took a nice shot of me for, for a new headshot um, outside of sixes and sevens. So I put that up yesterday and I'm like, well, I guess you can see some of the weight loss, but we'll, we'll see how yeah. different I look when I get there all the way. And spending a lot of money on new clothing. I've been hitting a lot of thrift stores and things like that. So not, not that much because I know I'm going to have to replace them all. Hopefully if I keep going. So. Mm. Well, okay. I'm still praying about that baby. Find Absolutely. Out where it came from and what the story was. Cool thing. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Yep. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Thank you. And uh, we got to take a break. We are going to take that break right now. We'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. And we will get back into your phone calls in just a few moments. We're going to be going into the newsroom with Ariel first. Uh, But I want to let you know that we've got a big guest joining us tomorrow morning, tomorrow at 830. In fact, we're going to skip the 830 news tomorrow morning. Uh, Tomorrow morning at 830, we're going to have joining us on the phone, the writer 
director of the new film Finest Kind, Brian Helgeland, New Bedford native, Academy Award winner. He will be joining us tomorrow morning at 8.30. And uh, I'm going to be asking him questions that you might have about his career and about the movie. You can go to our Facebook page and you'll find the picture there of Brian Helgeland and uh, the announcement that he'll be on the show tomorrow. And you can put your questions in there. You can also send them to me, Tim, at WBSM.com or via app chat on the WBSM app. And I'll try to post some of those to him during the course of our discussion tomorrow morning. So that'll be Brian Helgeland, the writer, director of Finest Kind and New Bedford native, UMass Dartmouth grad, Academy Award winner. He'll be with us tomorrow morning here on the program. All right, now it is time to go into the newsroom with Ariel Dorsey. Former President Trump says the decision of the Colorado Supreme Court to ban him from the state's 2024 presidential ballot is a completely flawed decision. The Colorado Supreme Court said on Tuesday he violated the 14th Amendment's insurrectionist ban on January 6, 2021, when he encouraged the violent demonstrations at the U.S. Capitol. Israeli forces are battling Hamas militants on the streets of Gaza today as the U.N. delays another vote to increase humanitarian aid to the region. A vote by the U.N. Security Council to deliver aid to Palestinians was delayed Tuesday as negotiators tried to avoid a U.S. veto. The Biden administration is writing standards for artificial intelligence. The Commerce Department on Tuesday said it was taking the first steps towards writing standards and guidance for the safe deployment of AI, and it was seeking public input for conducting tests to ensure the safety of AI systems. Officials say says a new COVID-19 variant is on the rise this holiday season. The CDC says cases of the new variant, which has been dubbed JN1, now account for one in five new infections. The Transportation Security Administration expects airports to be very busy the next couple of weeks for the holidays. The TSA is predicting a 6% increase in travel at airports nationwide compared to last year on the three busiest travel days of the holiday season. The Powerball jackpot is now at $572 million ahead of Wednesday night's drawing. The total climbed when no ticket matched Monday's $542 million drawing, according to the multi-state lottery. And a new scratch-off game being offered by the Texas Lottery has a second-chance prize that's truly out of this world. Anyone who doesn't win a prize on the new $1 million cash blast ticket can enter a second-chance drawing for a trip to Florida's Kennedy Space Center. During the trip, four people plus their invited guests will be selected for a flight to the edge of space provided by a company called Space Perspective. During the flight, one of the travelers will also be awarded $100,000. The contest will run through through next summer. In sports, the Celtics fell to the Golden State Warriors 132 to 126 in overtime. Derek White led the seas in scoring with 30 points. Jalen Brown chipped in with 28 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Al Horford recorded a double-double after scoring 13 points and grabbing 12 rebounds. Tonight, the Celtics are visiting the Sacramento Kings. Patriots cornerback J.C. Jackson was placed on the reserve non-football illness list on Tuesday. According to Jackson's agent, he is dealing with mental health issues. The Patriots acquired Jackson from the Chargers in an October trade, and New England will face off against the Broncos Sunday night. And Kirill Kaprizov's second goal of the night 
lifted the Wild to a 4-3 overtime win over the Bruins at TD Garden. David Pasternak scored a pair of goals before the end of the first period. Brad Marchand scored on the power play to send the game into overtime, where Kaprizov scored his 10th of the season. Boston will visit the Winnipeg Jets Friday night. Now let's take a look at your local forecast. Today will be sunny with high temperatures in the lower 40s. Tonight skies will be mostly clear with the lows in the upper 20s. And going into Thursday, we will see sunny skies again, highs in the mid 30s. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Or you can hit us up on app chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Good morning, Lamone. You're next on WBSM. What's shaking, boy boy? How you doing? Um, uh, living and loving. So well, I'm going to tell you, like, uh, remember, I, uh, I wrote, first I had a voice, I listened to my voicemail yesterday. And, and when the voicemail of uh, the Andrew guy you guys have doing the commercial, you know, on your guys, the, Andrew. This is Andrew, whatever you know what I'm talking about, that guy. Mm-hmm. He sounds he sounds like Dane Cook. You ever notice that? No, I never noticed. Yeah, that's what was in the one fell up. So do you know like how what uh how um you you see one of the ladies mm-hmm. in Africa that have those rings around the neck that build up as they get older the ring. You know it's called those gold rings or brass rings that wear around their neck, you know the women? The only mm-hmm. women wear them is the in the neck. I'm just having a little <laughs> trouble hearing you with your phone Lamar. All right, you know that those women that have those rings around their necks, you know, the, with the multiple rings, they stack them up as they get older. And so if you take them off, they lose the, they lose the strength and they break their necks. So what's happening, uh, Celine Dion is, has that thing, that problem with that right now. Their muscles doing like that, giving up and, and going out and stuff like that. That's what our problem is with that. And also, um, I, uh, I, have a, I, have a, I like, have a friend that's in a band that's called the, it's called Destiny, uh, Desert Child. They've got a good song called Enough. And so and, um, I think that would be a good song. And they're, uh, they're from Colorado. But uh, the lead singer, his, his mom and stuff is, is back there. You guys should probably listening right now. Hey, mom, just throwing it out there. So uh, I like to do that. One more thing. Uh, also, remember my daughter, I told you about my, back in October, you know, when I told you she works at the CDC. Mm-hmm. And she told me about the, the, the new strain that's coming out. And I told you about the new strain that's coming off of uh, the COVID. The COVID. I told you about that then. So it's coming around. So you guys are noticing it now. And put that off so that you guys know. So um, there's something else that I totally forgot. So uh, so uh, also, one more thing. Uh, I, I think that maybe that baby might be one of the uh, might be one of the migrants that might be here from the children of them. Yeah. Thought of that. It's possible. Exactly. Because that's a very good possibility, you know, or probability. And that's like, let's say one of one of uh, one of the young girls get pregnant by somebody that should, that should, that should take advantage of her. 
And so on. It's like that person may be married, whatever the case is, waiting for the husband to come back. They had to do that. Or they're like, oh, she's young, too young to be a mother, you know, especially by that, whoever it is. So that must be the case. I'm just hoping that it, you know, because I told you how, like, my daughter, when she was born, uh, there was a little kid that was in a dumpster was out here called Taylor Doe. And I was on I was on Channel 8 holding the baby, and George Knapp's channel. But it was holding my baby. They thought I was holding their baby. So anyways, but that little boy, uh, he was in the bed next to my baby when she was my baby daughter. And that's what I'm talking about from this from the CDC. She, he was, she was in the bed next to him, and I picked him up there. And I, I love kids. Kids, children and animals love me. It's just some of my angelic qualities. And so I think that would be kind of something to think about. So if you think about how people, I can see many reasons why people would do that, you know, get rid of, you know, do that, put a baby somewhere else, you know, uh, because for, for many reasons, they're, like I said, like too young, that's not, you know, uh, maybe the person, maybe it's the person that shouldn't be that, that child or whoever it is, got them, knocked them up, whatever. There could be plenty of reasons why they did that. And even though it's, it's, it's easier now for a person to take a newborn to, uh, to a, like a, like the fire department without any words. But that's what the 30 days, 30 days, a month old child. What about when the kids start and get to them like six months old? That's a totally different story. You know, they don't, they don't accept that without any kind of, uh, without anything to say, talk about, without any questions asked. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. There might need to be some changes to that. I got I to gotta hold you there, Lamont, because I got to take a break. Oh, Dan, you take a lot of breaks. You break more. Hey, than I you. can't help it, man. Sponsors want to get into the show. They heard oh, that yeah. you're on it, and they say, "Well, we got if we know Lamone's on, we want to we want to buy in." So that's that's what I'm talking about. And I personally, I think that you deserve a raise. Don't, and I think Ariel, give give props to her. She, was, I remember when she first started, she was like, "Oh, March Einbrandarn, whatever." Now she's like saying it all good. She, she was like, she's worked into that to that groove. She Go, has. Darcy. Go ahead, or Ariel. That's what I'm talking about. All right, Lamone, you, like, hey. you have a good day. Are, so you're going to be? Uh, are you going to do something this weekend? I know you're not doing the live show. Uh, no, um, no, just family holiday stuff. Do you got your tree up yet? Uh, no, I don't put a tree up. It's just me. There's no need for a tree. When was the last time you put a tree up? Um, 2018. That's not that long ago. Do you do you have a tree in like at home? Or nope. That you could if you want to pull it out of the out of the storage, or whatever. Case nope. Is? Nope. Don't need one. Okay, I've got something in storage out there too. Remember, I told you I have like. A, I, I got to hold you, Lamont. I got I to oh, take the break. No, 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 no. I got to go. I got to go. Taking a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Callers, hang on. We will get to you. Um. And welcome back in. Let's go back to the phones. 508 996 0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Not bad. Not bad. Um, I don't know if you were talking about this earlier or. Probably not because you you're, you're not really a huge political guy. Get into the heavy stuff quick, but uh, I got a question, and, it, and it's 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 a tough one for me to answer because I was digging a lot yesterday when Colorado decided to take Trump off of the ballot. Uh, so it's going off of a lower court's ruling that he engaged in in an insurrection, but I don't remember a criminal trial finding him guilty of this. Right. And that's, so that's, a, that's my issue with it too. Like he hasn't been convicted of something. So therefore right. how can you remove him from the ballot? 
so that I was looking like past precedents. I was looking for any answer out there. The only answer, obviously, that I found was he was found not guilty in a political court of the Senate. Because that's a political court. That's not a criminal court. That They don't really hold too much power in regards to crimes and stuff. So my that was my biggest issue. I, I, where is the... I mean, it's, it, I, I believe he did. I mean, that's just, that's my opinion. I believe he did. I know there's a lot of people that also believe he did, but I want to know where this judge finds her authority to do that. And, and I was hoping, I was wondering if you found anything because I, I can't find it. There, nothing would make me happier than, than finding this guy guilty, you know, in, in a legal court of law with, with everything being equal and fair. Because I, you know, I believe he's he's just a poison to the office of the presidency. But regardless of that, he deserves his day in court. So when when I found that he, I mean, there's been other cases. <clears throat> so there's been other cases. I think Minnesota, Minnesota was found uh, that he could be on the ballot. All the and and I think there was another court um, that found him he could be on the ballot, even though with, with so, I don't know. Oh, what do you, what do you think? Tim? I just I think it's premature to have tried to do this before there was a conviction. I think the Supreme Court's going to overturn it, and yeah. um, and I think you'll you'll see that he'll still be on the ballot. And even if he isn't on the ballot, it doesn't matter because anybody that was going to vote for him will just write him in anyway. So uh, I know that this is being held until I think January. The the decision's being held until January fourth, uh, in in case that the the Supreme Court makes a decision on that. So does that mean? With it being held, does that mean they expect them to the, the Supreme Court to expedite this? Because it, it would have to be before the Colorado primary. Yeah, and, and, and it sounds like it sounds like they're expecting are they in the that. Super, are they in the Super Tuesday kind of um, time frame, Colorado? I'm not sure, but I know I know that they did say that they expect that the Supreme Court will take this up quickly. Because of the yeah, I, because of the timetable with elections, and because there's you know the, other states are going to want to try to do something similar, and this way here you can you can uh, kind of set the precedent to basically say wait wait until the trial happens and if he's convicted of anything. Yeah, because he's never he's never been brought up on charges of insurrection other than in the Senate, correct? No, I think there is a court case, isn't there? I don't know. I mean, there's so many court cases against them with in regards to like. The, the state level with with fraud and, and taxes and stuff, but I wasn't sure if there was an actual court case with a trial of him committing insurrection. Yeah, I've lost track myself, but you, you've got to think that, you know, this is, first of all, it's not going to make a difference, even if, the, even if it was upheld and he was kept off the Colorado ballot, it's not going to make a difference. And it's, you know, the people who are going to vote for him are still going to write him in and you'll have, and in yeah. fact, it'll probably embolden more people to want to vote for him because they'll felt they'll feel like their state did something unfairly and unjustly. Right. Uh, these the people that just they just follow him beyond like the realm of reality. But for me, anyways, like I see a lot of people they they will do anything and they they give excuse after excuse. Right. The the same Trump supporters who. Do not trust the vaccine. Do not blame him for Operation Warp Speed, which enabled the vaccine to be created and, and developed at record speed. And then they also blame Dr. Fauci, who Trump gave 
a presidential medal to a year after the vaccine was created. They're like, oh, we don't trust Fauci and we don't trust the vaccine, but we're going to vote for this guy. We support Trump, even though Trump was literally the buck stops with the executive. And, and they just discount him. Oh, well, he was misled by Fauci. He was misled by the deep state. No, like, we got to really think about this. Like, you people who are supporting Trump don't support anything with the vaccine or Dr. Fauci, but yet look the other way when when evidence is put before you that he was completely in charge. Donald Trump was completely in charge during Operation Warp Speed and during the uh, vaccine development, Dr. Fauci. And yet you guys just look the other way. It just baffles my mind like that that people can even support this guy. I have but, come to yeah, that determination, just, yeah, that basically it's just going to be, you know, they'll never admit any fault. And it'll always be, you know, twisting yourself into pretzels to, to make it look yeah. like, you know, he was right no matter what. That's the real yeah, Trump derangement a, it, syndrome. Right. It's it's cult of personality. And I put them in the same boxes like a, a, a Bernie Sanders broke. Bernie Sanders can do no wrong. And, and the, the socialist utopia uh, is, is the panacea for everything. And it Bernie can do no wrong to the Bernie bros and MAGA. Uh, and Trump can do no wrong to MAGA. And, and just like there are people who, you know, Trump can do no right to some people either. So it works on both ways. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I with, with Trump, you know, there, there were obviously good things that he uh, he did. Like, I believe the, the immigration policies, I didn't agree with it at the time. But it turns out that he did uh, a lot of a lot of good things, especially with the stay in Mexico policy and all that stuff. I agree with him now. But. The reality is, is this, I, I just could never vote for for that guy um, ever, basically ever. But it just doesn't. It just baffles my mind. And I've said this many, many times that this guy just his, his followers are just with him, you know, ride till they die kind of people. It's just that is true. But he, but he, but yeah. he should be on. He should be on the ballot in Colorado at least, uh, at least as of now. Yeah. Till anything yeah, changes. I, I, that, that's why I was calling in and I. I talk to multiple other people like hey like where did this this judge get her uh, get her authority to keep him off the ballot to, to say that he engaged in insurrection without being found guilty ever so it just i was trying to find it. i couldn't find it that's why i wanted to call you maybe you heard something and you know i i hit up chris on on facebook and he's he can't find anything so i don't know it's well, crazy we'll and keep an and, eye on it yeah all right tim all right you have a great day have a good one bud and uh, if you want to call in, 508 996 before all the app chat messages roll in, I'm not saying all Trump supporters do that. I'm just saying the ones who won't have their minds changed do that. The same way that people who are just going to be fundamentally against everything that he's ever done are never going to have their minds changed. And, and, and that's, it doesn't even have to be looking at the, you know, the office of president. It happens in local elections, too, that there are people who just... You know, can't say, well, I voted for this person and now I disagree with them after the fact or I disagree with something that they've done. People just can't admit it's not you don't have to say that you're not admitting you made a mistake. You're not admitting you um, got duped. You're basically just saying, oh, I don't agree with this thing that the person that I voted for did. And that's perfectly fine. 
508-996-0500. Got to take a break, though. We'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. We're going to be going into the newsroom in just a few moments. And when we come back on the other side, more of your phone calls, 508-996-0500. We can talk more about some of the d- topics we've been discussing today, including that Colorado decision on the on whether or not Trump will be on the ballot. We can also talk about the new information about the baby that was found, the deceased infant that was found at Fort Tabor. The authorities looking for more information Uh, But before we go into the newsroom, we only have a few weeks left in the Edaville Festival of Lights season. And so that means tomorrow night, Friday night, Saturday night, they're going to be closed Sunday. And then, of course, next weekend, you'll be able to go on Thursday night, Friday night. Saturday night, and they'll be closed Sunday again. So you've you've only got a handful of dates left to get out there and experience the thousands of Christmas lights that you can see not only walking around the park, but in riding the steam train. That's right. They're running exclusively steam trains this year. You can experience some of the great food, uh, some of the local vendors that are there, some of the vintage amusement park rides, and including the revamped Alpine Village, which is... Just amazing. What a fun roller coaster over there, too. you got to check that out. So, so many great things, and it all starts at just $12.95 a person. So, if you want to find out more, if you want to reserve your space, edaville.com is the place to go. That's the place to go and sign up and make sure that you get yourself in there before the end of the season. What better way to get into the holiday season and to get ready for 2024 than with a trip back in time to your favorite place, Edaville. Check it out, edaville.com. All right, I've got to take the